This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to the early football card this week with a man gutsy enough to pull the trigger early on. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turns back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. It's P.J. Glasser. Here I am all across the BetQL network as co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor and host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. P.J., good morning to you. What, What sort of weather guy are you or do you even care? Good morning, guys. I thought your takes were spot on. Chelsea was right on the money. Sweatshirt, shorts weather, you, you can't beat it. I mean, look at me, guys. I can't tan, right? So, like, when the sun's out and I got to put sunscreen on, it's just not a good combo. So, when you worst. have some nice overcast skies, a little chill, we can wear the sweatshirt with some shorts, ideal, ideal temperature. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Okay, now that <laughs> yeah. we got that out of the way, then then let's let's get to let's get to perfect – Perfect sport for the football fall weather. Of course, yes. college football, Arkansas at Alabama, number 11, Alabama. All of a sudden, the tide. I love this. these these narratives. Oh, it's over for Nick Saban. It's over for Nick Saban. Is it? He has one loss to a good Texas team, and here they are right in smack dab in the middle of everything in the SEC. What say you? What happens this weekend? Yeah, Jenks, I think it's a good week to to fade them. They, they've been impressive. You know, the Ole Miss win was a good one. Obviously, last week at A&M, I thought they were going to lose that game. Milrow throws for over 300 yards, and they get out of College Station with the win. It's a nice sandwich spot, though, to fade the Tide because they are coming off that A&M win. They have Tennessee next week, which is a huge rivalry. This is a noon kick, 11 a.m., local kick in Tuscaloosa. And Arkansas, you know, they're one of those teams that they're not going to win this game outright, but they're going to hang around. They're going to keep it close. Um, and, and, you know, this is probably going to be the only noon kickoff that Bama plays all year against an SEC opponent. And just the spot, I, I think it's a good time to fade Bama. Arkansas is also on a long losing streak. They've lost four in a row. So they're desperate to get another win. I don't think they win the game outright, but I just think it's too many points. So I like the Hogs plus 19 and a half. Those hogs, woo, pig suey. 
Uh, I love it when they do that call. It sounds yeah. like so Arkansas to AT. I love SEC fans and their little quirks that go with each fan base. All right, so let's switch gears to Notre Dame and USC. Jenks were Jenks and I were talking about this game earlier, and we weren't too sure what to do with it because we know USC's offense is really good, but also their defense is uh, trash. But Sam Hartman let us uh, down in a big way against Louisville. So which way are you leaning when it comes to the Irish squaring off with the Trojans? I like Notre Dame this weekend, guys. I've been looking to fade USC for a while. I've thought for the entire season they're a bunch of frauds. Like their offense, obviously led by Caleb, is excellent. But the defense still can't tackle. They still can't guard anybody. They need a triple overtime to beat Arizona last week so i do like notre dame you could kind of see last week coming against louisville I, the last four games for notre dame guys think about it they had to play ohio state then you have to get up again play duke when college game day is there that's like duke super bowl one of their biggest games in years then you have undefeated louisville prime time that's their super bowl playing against the irish and now obviously notre dame has usc this week it's been a brutal four game stretch they have not had a bye the entire week and think about Notre Dame started the season out in Dublin against Navy. They haven't had a bye. This team's tired. You know, they need a rest with all that being said though. I think they rally one more time with USC coming in with Caleb Williams coming in. So I, I do like Notre Dame. I think the, the reason they're favored uh, is, is telling you a lot. I'm just, I'm not high on USC. I've been wanting to fade yeah. this team for a while their schedule was just filled with cupcakes the first six weeks of the season. But now they start playing the Utahs, the Washingtons, the Oregons, the Notre Dames of the world. So USC is going to start losing some games. I think it starts this week with the Irish. I think you're right about that. And USC's defense, man, I'm telling you, they struggled last week. They were lucky to escape. I had, and I'm also bitter because I had the USC team total over and that did not hit after three overtime. So, <laughs> whoo, fading the Trojans this week. Number 25, Miami, at number 12, UNC. So what is going to happen here? And are the Hurricanes going to have any hangover from that just inexcusable loss against Georgia Tech? I hope not, Jenks, because this is my biggest bet of the week. I love Miami. Okay. I, th I think they should be favored in the game. I think they're the better team wow. this line. I just think it's too much. So I love the three and a half. I love the money line as well. I've told you guys before, my favorite spot in college football is when a team is looking ahead they're big favorites, and they lose the game outright. It's actually funny because last week Miami played Georgia Tech, who was in a similar spot as to what they faced this week. Georgia Tech played Bowling Green. They were three touchdown favorites. The Yellow Jackets were looking ahead to Miami. They lose outright to Bowling Green. And then what did they do to Miami? Not only did they keep it close against them as 20-point underdogs, they beat them outright. And now Miami, it was the same thing. They were looking ahead as big favorites. They have UNC this week, Clemson next week. And now the fact that Miami lost that game, guys, I think if they would have just won, this would be like plus two and a half, plus three. But because they lost and because everybody is just bashing Mario Cristobal, deservingly so for how he handled mm -hmm. the end of that game, now we're getting three and a half. Miami's better. Their defense is better. Uh, their quarterback obviously isn't as good because North Carolina is Drake May, but Tyler Van Dyke's a pro. I like their skill positions. Their offensive line's very good. Miami bounces back. As long as Cristobal hasn't lost that locker room and he could still tell his guys that the season's still ahead of us, we still control our own destiny if we run the table. I like the Canes outright this week. At Evernorth Health Services, 
We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Okay, PJ, I'm trying to remember if it was you that was super high on Oregon State coming into the season. There's somebody yes. on BeckQL that was pimping yep, was Oregon State. It was you. Okay. Yes. So coincidentally, looks like you have a play on Oregon State and UCLA. And I know this is not the same thing as a futures bet, but I'm sure it goes into it in some regard. So what's the angle here for Oregon State, UCLA? Yeah, Chelsea, I, I love the Beavers coming into the year. I still like them a lot. I do like them minus four, but my favorite play in this game is actually the under at 54 and a half. The Pac-12, some of these schools have really good home field advantages, right? Utah's really good. Oregon's really good. You really don't think about Corvallis as like a, a tough place to play, but it really is. And Oregon State, when they're on the road this season, they tend to play in a bunch of shootouts. Last week against Cal, they won 52-40. to 40. They played Washington State earlier this year. That was a 38-35 game. Oregon State has played three home games this year, guys. They've only given up 23 total points in those games. They haven't scored more than 30 points at home to an FBS team. Meanwhile, when we think about UCLA – we think Chip Kelly, we think high-powered offenses, we think a team that scores a bunch of points. Their defense is actually really, really good this year. UCLA hasn't given up more than 17 points to any team this year. I really like the under at 54.5, so that's my play in UCLA, Oregon State. I love that. And you, you mentioned the Bruins. Top five defense in all of college football. It just doesn't yeah. go in line with sort of the narrative surrounding UCLA, so I'll be on that as well. Let's move to the NFL. Niners visiting the Browns. Niners, I believe, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on when you got this, PJ. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Niners, Niners, Niners. Is that the right call, or is this a trap? Nah, Jenks, I think you know me pretty well. I'm going the other side here with yeah, the Browns. That's what I and I don't, I don't know many people who are going to want to get in front of that San Francisco train, and honestly, I can't blame you. I just think this line is too high. I think it closes mm -hmm. at San Francisco minus five. The look-ahead line was San Francisco minus three, right? And obviously, we all watch him demolish Dallas on Sunday Night Football. I just think that game was more about San Francisco owning Dallas and having their number. And just the Niners are a terrible matchup for Dallas. The Browns are coming off a bye. They have one of the best defenses in football. Deshaun Watson's going to be back. It's a tough place to play. You have to fly across the country into the eastern time zone. San Francisco is the best team in football. There's no denying that. But that doesn't mean that they can't win this game by three points. I just think there's too much value on the Browns at plus four and a half. So I'm going to roll with Cleveland this week. Yeah, I think that's a lot of points to give. A Browns team that actually is pretty solid on paper. So I'd be with you there. Next up, I've got to play on this game. So I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Colts, Jags, divisional matchup, Colts getting four and a half. Who do you like? So, guys, whenever we think about this game, especially in Jacksonville, we think about how bad Indianapolis has been over the years. Remember when all they needed to do was beat the Jags with Carson Wentz? Jags won, like, two games that year with Urban Meyer, and Jacksonville beats him outright as, like, two touchdown home dogs. But I think it's a great spot to fade the Jags because back-to-back -back games in London, 
Now you have to come home, play a divisional game against an Indianapolis team who, again, another nice win at home against the Titans. Gardner Minshew is going to be playing quarterback this week, which I honestly like because the Jags have already seen Anthony Richardson. They played him week one back in Indy. So now Gardner Minshew is going to play quarterback. I like the Colts here. I think it's a good spot to fade the Jags coming off those two games in London. Now your body has to get adjusted back to East Coast time. I just, I like Indy. I think they win this game outright. Honestly, I like them plus four and a half, plus 180. Couple minutes here, PJ. Cowboys at the Chargers and the Cowboys laying a short number. So again, the Sunday night game, I said there were two takeaways. I tweeted this out, that there were two takeaways from the Sunday night game. One is that we were going to get a good price on Cleveland because that line wasn't going to be at minus three Mm -hmm. anymore, and we did. And I also said this was going to be a great spot to back Dallas because everybody's going to be bashing them all week. And that's all everybody, anybody's done, right? People are talking about how terrible Dak Prescott is, how overrated Dallas is, this and that. And all that might be true, but they're still better than the Chargers. And they're still going to win this game by more than two points against the Chargers. This line should be like minus three. Anything under the three, I like Dallas. I think they bounce back in a big way. Plus, do we really trust the Chargers in a close game against a good team? Like, do we really trust them to win that kind of game? Because I don't. So I'm going to roll with Dallas. Uh, Minus 130. I personally wouldn't take the spread when it's that low. But like I said, anything under three, I think you should be good with the Cowboys. And we know, PJ, just to update things before we let you go here, four and one in Survivor, and you're taking the Bills over the Giants this week, correct? I am. Keep fading the Giants. And, uh, yeah, I think the Bills bounce back from their loss to Jacksonville. He's the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. Also check him out every weekday as host of Senate In, starting at 1 o'clock in the East. It's our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, enjoy that fall weather, and thank you. Yeah, you guys as well. I'll talk to you next week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.